This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with Gavin Bullis, the winner of the Bianchi Touring Car Masters, and Top Fuel, Tony Galea joins us from the SEMA Car Show in North America and looks at the drag racing as it continues into the final rounds. I hope you'll stay with us. Gavin Bullis, congratulations. Your second Bianchi Touring Car Masters Championship. And uh, I must say, it was a, a dominating performance through this season. Yeah, we had a really good year this year, mate. It, um, it worked out really well. I think our worst, uh, we are on the podium every round, and our worst round, I think we had a couple of thirds. So, so it worked out quite well. But it was a fairly competitive year still. So uh, with Bowie and, uh, and Jim Richards and Brad Tilly and the boys all giving me a bit of hard time. It was interesting to see how much this camping trip has grown over the past 12 months. Yeah, look, it's really gathering momentum and um, being a support category to V8 Supercars and uh, and having the backing of um, Bianchi, Shannon's and, and Rare Spares has been fantastic. That You know, they've all jumped on board and they're, they're really seeing that it's growing and it's doing us great, uh, great exposure. I guess for people who go to historic racing and see historic cars or, or don't quite understand, Bianchi Touring Car Masters isn't quite historic racing, is it? No, it's not really. I mean, we've got all the look of the historic and we and we look and we uh, sound the same and everything, but the cars are a lot more reliable. And um, I don't know if you saw the Indy races the other weekend. They had um, had the legends driving around with Jim Richards and, and uh, Colin Bond and Dick Johnson and those guys. And uh, the cars that they had were all ex-race cars, and they hadn't been run in 10, 15 years. And uh, they had a lot of problems with them, like a couple of them blew up, and they had gearbox issues and all sorts of things. So we try to make our cars more reliable. We're using current parts and things like that. But it's still restricted, but it's a lot safer for us to race. So uh, when you look at the costs, are the costs much different to what the uh, other guys are doing? Oh, look, um, when you say the other guys, I mean, really, if you look at the historic cars, uh, our cars, yeah, they are a little bit more expensive than historic cars because we're using current model parts and bits and pieces like that. But um, those guys find it hard to find a lot of their parts nowadays, and that was the reason we went to using, you know, current model brakes and things like that. But we're only allowed to use um, four-piston calipers and, and there is restrictions on it all the way through, but uh, at least we've got cars that are reliable, and and with the with the restrictions comes uh, safety, and that was our main concern because these cars are still putting out 600 horsepower, and you know the top cars, and at 600 horsepower when you're on the main straight at Conrod, you're doing you know 280, 290k, so it's still pretty quick, and you've got to have the safety there with it. How have you found the uh, reaction from everyone about it? Oh, it's been fantastic. Um, we've got a lot of really good feedback. V8 Supercars are giving us good feedback, and we're in talks with them all the time about you know how it's looking. And um, for instance, I don't know if you saw on the weekend they had a historic Sandown, and we were out there racing. And uh, I think we had you know there's quite a few thousand people out there, and you looked at how the supercars went down at Phillip Island. They had next to nobody there, so we get a lot of good coverage, and we get a lot of good. Uh, a good feedback through the press and everywhere for it. All right, well, thanks very much for your time and uh, all the best. Thanks, mate. No worries. 
Tony Galea joins us now. He is over in the North America for the SEMA Car Show and, of course, the final two rounds of the NHRA Drag Racing. Toppy, thanks for joining us. Thanks, bro. Yeah, uh, we got round 23 of the uh, NHRA and full, full throttle series from the, uh, from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, we'll look at the top fuel first. Top fuel had 25 cars qualifying for a 16 car field. Now you just got to realise with Top Fuel and Funny Car, these guys only run over a thousand feet, not your traditional quarter mile. Um, it's all spans to a safe, safety issue and to an incident what happened last year with the, the late Scott Kalitta. Uh, there was a bit, bit of a, a bottom end thing where the car failed to stop and the poor guy died instantly in so in turn. What happened since then, uh, NHRA scaled the, the two top uh, pro ranks to, to a thousand feet and now they've had to devise all safety issues on both top fuel and nitro cars. But we'll quickly look at the uh, qualifying side of it. Like I said, we had 25 cars qualify for a 16 car field. We had four international visitors coming from Europe. Uh, only uh, three of them made, but uh, just to give you an idea, top qualifier was Larry Dixon uh, from the team Alan Narby, uh, Alan Johnson team, uh, who used to be the ex-crew chief of uh, Tony Schumacher. Uh, Alan Johnson just basically quit the team Stepped over, got some a big backing from a, an Arabian oil sheik, so it, it speaks to you. But I'll give you some uh, quick stats, uh, the quick stats on it. Uh, top top low OT was Larry Dixon, he qualified at 380, and top speed was Corey Mack from the Don Schumacher team, he qualified at 380 miles an hour. And we get to the racing um, all through the through the field. It was a, a, a battle between Spencer Massey. Matthew and Corey McClanderson, who basically duked it out until the, towards the finals. Uh, Spencer Matthew became the victor. He ran a 3.82 at 314 miles an hour, uh, which was a, a very, very good uh, thing. We look at the point side of it. Uh, Raining up off into the top, uh, to the final meeting in Pomona next weekend, we've got Tony Schumacher, who's got a one-point difference to, uh, uh, you could say, a an opposition team, which happens to be his old ex-crew chief, Alan Johnson's driver, Larry Dixon. At uh, one point difference in following uh, Dixon is Tony Schumacher's team, Corey McClennison. Uh, just a bit of interesting fact, before the, uh, the, the Las Vegas round, uh, Don Schumacher acquired uh, the Antron Brown top fuel team, so it looks like next year Don Schumacher's probably got three or four cars in top field trying to qualify for everything. Um, hopefully we're going to see probably Tony Schumacher maybe possibly take out a seventh NHRA title in consecutive. Then we go over to, uh, to your funny car schedule. Six, uh, 19 cars qualified for the 19... Uh, sorry, yeah, 19 cars qualified for a 16 car field. Uh, top qualifier was Matt Hagen, and then you had Ron Caps, Robert Height, and Tony Pettigrew. We got two John Force cars in there out of the top five. We got... Uh, four John Force cars this year. Uh, big backing uh, from Ford and Castro. Uh, on the rumour mill, uh, it, it's supposedly being told that John Force has got a big sponsorship deal through Ford, which is supposed to be uh, getting... He's getting himself $6 million a year. And his daughter, Ashley Forthood, he's getting, she's getting a $2 million uh, sponsorship deal. So it looks uh, pretty lucrative, uh, considering uh, the fortunes of Ford. And they are the only motor manufacturer that who sort of like... Uh, didn't go belly up last year with the uh, the financial crisis there, Craig. Yes, and uh, talking about the financial crisis, you spent some time at the automotive trade show SEMA, where you could certainly see the effects of the global uh, the global uh, financial crisis. 
Yeah, well, it seems like this year, you know, last time when I was over here two years ago, it took me a good full three days to sort of like cover the show. They got everything from tyres to uh, electronic to automotive. You had all all manufacturers, I mean, manufacturers there, but they weren't in, in a strong presence. You had two million uh, square feet of displays and with like 2,000 trade displays. Uh, no big notable car builders uh, there this year, Craig. There was uh, no Troy Trepena, the, uh, the guy who came down to Summonats. He was only there just as a visitor. He didn't have a stand there. Chip Foose was just... Uh, he's another notable uh, car builder that you see on the Discovery Channel with some of his shows, like Overhaul. Uh, he was only there with uh, just one of his co-sponsors, uh, which was Pirelli Tires. But probably another notable uh, car builder was the guy from West Coast Customs. As you see the guys on uh, Foxtel, they do the show uh, Street Customs. They had a big display, and they basically had a hands-on type uh, affair where you could join the guys and you could help build one of their custom cars if you were into the, uh, the, auto, uh, the mechanical side or if you wanted to learn how to do a bit of motor trimming. Or they had, a, had seen, because the guys are pretty, like, they have celebrity status, uh, the car builders there. They said, we're not movie stars, we're just only uh, worker stars, we're only just the normal car mechanics. And we do, you know, we've only got the camera appearing over our back shoulder. So it was a thing, but like I said, SEMA, SEMA this year was a bit on the, it's sort of like t- it shrunk this year. Mm, it is indeed. Look forward to catching up with you on your return to get your thoughts of the grand final at Sonoma. No worries, Craig. Thank you for that. Thanks for your time. And thanks uh, and bye to all the listeners. Thanks for being with us once again on Inside Motorsport. Next week, we'll look at all the action from Perth, where the V8 supercars head into their penultimate event. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.